0: I'm glad you caught up on all the lore. Yeah, yeah, man. I got I got in the rabbit hole. I was going through YouTube and watching this and that, enough to where my wife just kept staring at me like, are you done yet?
1: Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today, we finally did it. We have made it, and we're into the Mandalorian Season 2 today's guest is tackling episode one with me this is connor currency was on i don't remember what episode you were on connor but this is connor what's up man yeah we are back it is so good to have you on man
0: oh i'm pumped to be here it's finally that time
1: so i guess before we get this covered i kind of wanted to give an the audience something uh And, I, you know, this is something for me to learn about you. What was it, before we get into The Mandalorian, what was your ultimate Star Wars moment, you know, that you were just like, I'm hooked on this series?
0: Well, that's, it's kind of tough to say because I grew up watching the prequels with my dad since I was like two or three. Um, But if I'm going to go for a moment that really just sticks out for me and I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash because it's a prequel moment, but the... uh, it would probably be the Battle of Mustafar from Episode 3. That one just... That's some iconic stuff for me.
1: If it means anything, the prequels... If it goes... I like the prequels. I think I enjoy them more because of how political they get. But if it, if it means anything, the third prequel is the most accepted by the general population.
0: <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Seems to have mixed opinions on... Uh, you gotta be careful who you say that that you like the prequels around, because good lord, the internet's a terrible place and people will grieve you for that. Think, here's the thing though, I think
1: saying that you like the prequels is far more acceptable than liking the sequels.
0: Yeah, I've I've come to that realization too. That's uh that's definitely a popular opinion now they <laughs> they <laughs> not liked category.
1: So Kind of going in, before we get into season two, what was uh, what were some standout moments for season one for you?
0: Well, I don't know. The series, to me, it started out kind of slow. Um, and I'm not going to say Baby Yoda because, you know, you get a lot of backlash for that one too. Um, Dude, but just, this, is, this podcast is made for you
1: to nerd out as much as you want. Don't give a shit about this backlash.
0: I really just enjoyed how this show is more of a – almost a spaghetti western? Yes. That's uh that's a concept that I really like cuz I mean I, I grew up watching stuff like that too with my dad and my grand grandfather and uh, yeah that that's I mean it's vague but in a nutshell that's definitely what what got me hooked on that cuz I was I had very mixed opinions on it going in again based off of how Disney's done things. Yeah. So I didn't come in with high hopes to it.
1: Yeah, I think the Western atmosphere brings it home for me. Cause if you you know, you go back to that Cantina scene with uh Han Solo and Chewbacca. It's like it's basically like walking into a Western saloon and you it's like, you know, you got these grunty old guys just, you know, shooting guns whenever the hell they want, because we all know Han did shoot first. He didn't give a shit about Greedo. Absolutely. So I I, I completely love the, the Western aspect of uh season one and then it kind of for me, I guess, for, if I was to, like, my favorite thing about Star Wars, because I was never one that, like, ran around with, like, the lightsabers and stuff, but I love the idea that there's so much, like, story in it.
0: You never ran around the lightsabers. You were missing out.
1: I was more, I ran around with guns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm careful how you say that nowadays.
1: <laughs> I ran around with guns, and then, like, I never had, like, I mean, I guess I could have – I did, like, the broomstick stuff, but I was more of, like, a Lord of the Rings kid.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think another reason that draws me into it as well is Boba Fett and Jango I've always thought were really cool characters since I was a kid. I guess just the way their armor looks and they're just all-around badasses. So that's another thing that that really drew me in for Season 1. Um because it's, it's there are people that really aren't talked about very much. I mean, yeah, they're explained in the Clone Wars, but other than that, they don't have much of a storyline behind them. Yeah,
1: that and their armor is just super cool. It's like a Crusader. Oh,
0: it's awesome.
1: Like yeah. I, I kind of wish that we had this. This is where I hope that they bring the Darth Saber back from the first season because I just want to see
0: him rocking a sword. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that would be fantastic because it's it's clear the guy the guy can fight. He doesn't need blasters to do that. Yeah, and He's, then just
1: to kind of put into the actor. Do you ever watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. So his whole scene where he fights the mountain as the Viper, I was like, I just want to see that style of fight, but with the Mandalorian and his sword, like using the jetpack and everything.
0: Oh, absolutely. That would be brilliant.
1: That, I, that's, that's what we're waiting for, man. So let, let's go ahead and call that for like a season finale. He takes on this giant dude, like a Rancor or something.
0: Stamp it. All right.
1: I'm going to break down a synopsis of the episode for everybody. There's good, For anyone that's listening, this is going to be full of spoilers. You had an entire weekend to watch it. I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> so... Synopsis of Season 2, Episode 1, The Marshal. The Mandalorian is drawn to the Outer Rim in search of others of his kind. After an initial visit to a fight club where he learns of the existence of a possible Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Mando, and the child, Baby Yoda, make a return trip to everyone's favorite sand planet, Tatooine. What are your thoughts on constantly going back to Tatooine?
0: I was excited for it when, when I first heard them mention ty- Tatooine. Uh, my brain kind of clicked there because he had mentioned that, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but that there was only one Mandalorian he knew of, and he was on Tatooine. Yeah. So, I mean, if we kind of put the pieces together there, yeah, we assume Boba Fett got canned by the Sarlacc. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, that my, my mind started kind of going towards that immediately. Um, so I, I'm, I'm all for it.
1: I think it's funny that for a planet that's supposed to be in the middle of, uh, basically goddamn nowhere, we spend, (laughs) like, the entire time of the Star Wars there.
0: And it's not even, like, a cool planet. It's just a damn desert.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I feel like when George Lucas was making these planets, he was just, he, every planet was just one giant thing. Like, Hoth is all ice, Tatooine is all sand, and then, uh... Where the Ewoks are is just a giant forest. So I'm like, it's like he has like, there's nothing that looks like Earth.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the closest thing would be yeah, well, yeah. Indoor. It's like you're yeah. just walking around in the redwoods. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think they were filmed in the redwoods, weren't they? I believe so. That that is definitely a, vi- a visually stimulating planet. Well, moon, we'll
1: call it. Yeah, that's right. It is a moon. We never know where the actual planet is. No. Um, so. I'm going to go into I was going to I was debating on which way I wanted to go with this. So like before we get into like some fast facts, I I I went deep into this. There's like so many hidden uh, gems.
0: Oh yeah, episode. I got lost in the rabbit hole there too.
1: What was your uh, favorite or least favorite part of the episode?
0: It's so minor. And I, I've watched the episode a couple of times now just trying to to validate a favorite point, but it's, it's such a small little scene. But when they're uh, standing in the bar on Tatooine and uh, the bartender or he asked the bartender um, if he's if he knows where another Mandalorian is and the bartender says something along the lines of, what does he look like? And just, just the way Mando kind of looked up at him and he said, someone who looks like me. Yeah. That, I don't know, that cracked me up.
1: That was good. I it, kind of right after that. I like the idea where um, when oh god, the guy who plays the marshal, he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. He takes off his helmet, and Mando pauses for a second. He's like,
0: "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, and of course, I mean that whole scene after that or uh, post, where of course he walks up in Boba Fett's armor. That's a I you'd rank all that in with that being my favorite there. Uh, okay. Yeah, you don't get much humor out of Mando, so the way he said that, I thought was great. Do you
1: have any least favorite parts?
0: Not necessarily. Um, I know the – not 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 the hardcore fans, but the uh, – I don't know the best way to put that. But the simpleton fans, will go with that, are probably upset about the lack of ba- uh, Baby Yoda being shown. But, yeah, I can see that. I was I was fine with it. I feel like it was an adequate amount. Obviously, he is a big part of the story, but if we look at last season it it just constantly revolving around him. I yeah. was okay with the little bit he had that that episode.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is this was my main concern going forward and I this is why I like that he was there but he wasn't unless he starts using more force capabilities. I don't want this to turn into just like baby yoda merchandising show you know what i mean absolutely because i i fear because that's where like my biggest fear because it's disney is this like every bit of the plot is going to revolve around to like you know some goofy shit like oh baby yoda got into a sand dune this episode let's get him out like i just did not
0: <laughs> it. it's
1: so ridiculous <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're definitely pulling that uh, that merchandising card hard now. I was walking around in Target the other day, and uh, but yeah, they had Baby Yodas everywhere. Yeah,
1: uh, we can get into this later. I think my favorite part about the Baby Yoda, and get into that a little bit later. But I think my favorite part about the the entire episode is this: the first time that we see the uh, the Tuscan Raiders not being absolute savages
0: right yeah I was surprised by that
1: like the first time you meet them is in A New Hope and they're just they're basically just you know scaring the shit out of Luke and then you see them again in the prequels where they're just sniping pod racers out of the freaking out of the freaking air like it's nothing so like you always just have these like things that they're basically just domestic terrorists
0: (laughs) they're not nice folk.
1: <laughs> so like it was nice for to see like a deep dive where you know they're not getting murdered by Anakin, they're not like a bunch of crazy people like they're just basically these hardcore you know survivalists.
0: Absolutely and the the language that that they're speaking is uh it could be a little easier to understand, but even with their series of grunts and well, more grunts. You can tell that, yeah, they're nice folk right now.
1: That's about. I think we all have that language when we eat, like a uh, chipotle. <laughs> hey,
0: we've all been there.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think. I think we could definitely uh, see eye to eye. I'll just, you know, go get myself a nice burrito and, you know, chat away <laughs> with these young folk.
0: <laughs> Speak sane people.
1: Um. So I've got some. I like I said. I did a deep dive on like some new things. Um. So, did you see where... Well, I, I can just run these off. R5D4, we found out, survived the New Hope. He was the droid that almost was sold to Luke, but then his head blew off.
0: Yeah, that one was really easy to miss. You didn't notice it? Not at first, I okay. didn't. Because he's now owned by the
1: Afro-haired chick, who owns the, uh, I guess, the landing pad.
0: Yeah. That was, um, I'm not sure if you know, that that landing pad was the same one they used in A New Hope. Was it? Yep. Okay. Yep. And those droids were the same from, the pit droids were the same yep. from episode one. And they're never really good. That seems yeah. to be a consistent fact. They seem to be nuisances. That's
1: exactly it. Yeah. Um, and the... The, cr- the sound of the crate Dragon, which uh, we can kind of get into that, the giant. Basically, the village, uh, once he gets to Tatooine, he tries to find the armor. for anyone that's listening, Synopsis, they run into the fact that uh, there's a giant beast, a giant sandworm dragon type thing that's wreaking havoc on a tiny village. So him and the guy who is the marshal, who has Boba Fett's armor, go after to kill this thing. I found out that the sound they used for the crate dragon is actually not the first time we've heard it. It is the exact same sound that Obi-Wan used in the new hope when he was scaring off the sand people.
0: Right. Now that was the original new hope. I believe from what I saw, um, When they remastered A New Hope, they had had changed the sound completely, which sounds much worse than it did originally. It does. It does. It sounds like uh, someone's getting shot in the middle of Harlem or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just a regular Chicago night.
1: Yeah, like it it does not sound alien or anything. It just sounds like someone wailing.
0: (laughs) It's like an Alaskan bullworm.
1: You know, I was thinking that, too. I was watching, and I was like, is this going to be, like, some another, like, sandworm tremors kind of thing? Because that's what I got
0: out of it. And just take the town and push it somewhere else. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Which, honestly, I was thinking that because they said the town moves. I was like, you honestly could.
0: <laughs> Somebody, some writer got off of – or John Favreau had to be on a mean SpongeBob binge. He might have been. <laughs> And then
1: uh, another note we have is the uh, I don't think it was, but the pod racer attached to the Marshall's motorcycle uh, speeder looked like uh, Anakin's pod racer.
0: That caught my eye immediately. Um, And that was one thing I saw where a lot of people were saying, oh, Anakin's pod had yellow fins. And yeah, it did. And and it, it could have been it. It could not have been it. But at the same time, if it's been what, I think thirty-five years yeah. since Pod Racer was used, yeah. yeah I think disco it's possible discoloration occurs. And I'm sure there's paint in the Star Wars universe. i so. don't know there is.
1: <laughs> I was leaning towards I don't think it is, because I think that was the whole mastery of Anakin, because he had basically this old model pod racer, and that's how he won. So I think it's probably just a generic racer pod.
0: Yeah, it was a good
1: callback, though. Yeah, I know. It was good to see. And then what else we had? The entire episode apparently mimics a mission in the video game Knights of the Old Republic, where you and another character use a bantha full of explosive explosives to kill a crate Dragon.
0: If I'm not mistaken, are you... it's been so long since I've played that game. But I did uh, read something along those lines, and I believe you're working with the same people in the Knights of the Old Republic as well. So we're just ripping off video games at this point. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I thought,
1: was, that, I, thought that, I thought the uh, the budget for the CGI for this was pretty spot on.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they went all out, and... Uh, I mean, especially in in some of the characters that we had never seen before. I like the way they kind of threw some new faces in there um, instead of us just looking at basically another cantina scene. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think part of me wonders, though, if they need to because I was like watching it and we had like this giant CGI dragon creature, which I thought was funny that we couldn't afford the rest of the body. (laughs) had <laughs> the freaking neck in the head <laughs> maybe he's but,
0: self-conscious about his lower half
1: that's what it is that's he <laughs> can't show it <laughs> i was wondering though if we get too big budget do we lose the magic of star wars because like the whole thing of star wars it's like practical facts puppets like the banthas i'm pretty sure they may not have used because we have the animal rights activists but Banthas originally were elephants in disguise, so I wonder if they used elephants again.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No, no. If you,
1: if you watch the old New Hope, it's literally like things on top of uh, elephants, and that's where <laughs> their heads move the same way, and they have the same skull, if you look.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, no, I don't think that would fly today. No, I don't think that's why they
1: saw him walking. I was like, I wonder if they did the elephants again. But I was like, uh,
0: probably not. Yeah, I'm sure the elephant union was not happy about that one.
1: And then the last big Easter egg, of course, is the introduction that
0: Boba Fett is still alive. Oh man, I don't even know what to say about that. I that was that was a close second to my favorite moment. And honestly, it should be first, but that is fantastic. And I can see from just like the casual here and there fan that's watching that, that they're probably not going to catch who that is. True. Cause I kind of had to do a double take on it. And I was like, whoa, okay. That's actually him. Like same actor and everything.
1: Yeah. I guess you would have to be a deep talk. Cause the only time you really see his face is in episode two. And that's as Django effect. Right. So you don't, you don't really see this actor, and you—I mean—you hear his voice because he's essentially the voice of all the entire clones. But yeah, I—I I, I did see some people. They thought that this was going to be like he was a clone. I was like, "No, nah, you guys are missing the point here." Like, uh, the
0: <laughs> his arm's armor's
1: right there. Like,
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> washing his armor right away.
1: How do you think he survived?
0: Well. So if he got eaten by the sarlacc, and whatever, whatever the, I'll call it Alaskan bullworm, the acid that that thing spews out, apparently, we saw it. That's like flesh melting acid. Okay. Uh, But the speculation would be, so if that ate the sarlacc, and it destroyed the sarlacc, somehow the Mandalorian uh, armor. Protected him enough to slide out of there, maybe. Um, but at the same time, it's not best par steel. I don't remember what what it was made out of, but apparently Boba's armor is not best par. Um, so obviously, it was strong enough for something, because I think that the whole acid thing too. If you look at the discoloration of the armor when the Marshal's wearing it, yeah. Granted, it has been years since you've seen it, but it is extremely discolored.
1: I'm looking up uh, Boba Fett's armor. It seems, because I remember reading, too, that his armor wasn't uh, Beskar, but they may have retroactively changed it to Beskar. Oh. Because what's funny is it looks like Mando's early armor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I kind
1: could, of kind of trashy, kind of like yeah, you kind of made it.
0: And I could see their reasoning for for retroact- retroactively changing that because they've made such a big deal out of best car steel already. Yeah, and that's not something that's normally, I, I, I don't know, a lot of materials and objects aren't typically a big deal in the Star Wars universe. I mean, even kyber crystals, like yeah, I know what they are. You know what they are. Almost every hard fan is what they are but they're not really mentioned yeah so that to me is the first time something's really been materialized and made so important so
1: i don't know yeah i could see the reason for changing well we also had (laughs) Metaclorians.
0: god oh qui-gon
1: do you think i guess i agree with you i think that the i think the notion that a uh the sarlacc being eaten by a crate dragon um was a very good note because it gives you an idea how he escaped and then we saw mando literally fly out of the freaking thing's mouth so you know that he can survive with the armor where do you see his character going because i have some hypothesis that would honestly make pretty cool
0: television what do you think yeah, I don't have anything that I, I'm really definitive on because, um, I mean, it can go so many ways. I'm guessing – I mean, he's got to know that the marshal had his armor. So I'm guessing he wants nothing to do with the guild. I mean, he's he's holding a – when we see him at the end, he's holding a, a same-person rifle and staff. Yeah. So, it, obviously, he's been – with or around them, working with them. However, um, I don't know. I'd like to see him, you know, fetch his armor and be badass Boba Fett. But I don't, I don't see it turning out like that. At least not that simple. Okay. If, if he wanted his armor back, he'd go get his armor.
1: See, I was thinking. I'm along the same lines. I think as a dejected, um, basically him being dejected bounty hunter right now. He's probably not respected. He basically, everyone thinks he's dead or something. I think something, the new Empire, I don't know. Are these considered the Empire still?
0: I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, I believe so.
1: Anyway, I think once the Empire, I think, finds out or something, because I... Here's my thing is I've seen a lot of people, they want Boba Fett to be like this mentor to Mando or whatever. I think Mando knows enough. I think we need to see Boba Fett be a badass villain like he was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he was, I believe I read something, he was supposed to be the the uh, antagon- original antagonist for uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes, and that I didn't know. So yeah, seeing something along those lines would would be pretty cool because he's never been known as a good guy. Yeah. So, so it, I, be a weird position for that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe getting swallowed by a star that humbles you a little, but I just, it, yeah, it'd definitely be a weird role. Yeah.
1: So that's why I think you're going to see a setup where because we saw basically the two armors fly together. I can see him somehow getting the armor back and you'll basically set up because here I just I'm going off of basically good television everything else. If you want to set up a season two cliffhanger, you have Boba Fett basically take out Mando and take the child.
0: Ooh I like it. I like it. Yeah that'd be a hell of a cliffhanger. Um and yeah I can honestly see it going that way.
1: Because then you don't have to intru- you don't have to introduce the dark saber yet. You give it some time to let go. Maybe he goes on a mission in order to defeat him. He has to go get the dark saber for season three. Maybe that's when you introduce Ahsoka, who can then uh, train him or something. And then you have the Mandalorian teaming up with, uh, I guess, a, a new Jedi Order, which would be under Ahsoka,
0: and then goes and gets him. Oh yeah, I like the way that would go. I I think that is fantastic. Um, I think that would <clears throat> help to connect the series too, because right now there's a disconnect where. Okay, fans watching, yeah, we we know what happened to the Jedi. We know all the messed up shit that went on. But <clears throat> as yeah. Kendo himself, they have he has no real idea of the world before him and what happened in that realm. Yeah, so. One thought I had is if Boba Fett is, I don't know, good, we'll call it, that he could help him inform on what went on and whatnot. But then I, I completely forgot about Ahsoka. So that would be a, a better setup. Yeah. And your projection, that'd be a better setup for her to kind of teach him and inform him on everything that went on. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Because then, you know, because he was around during the droids takeover, and then he's been in and out, basically undercover through the original trilogy, and then now he's come out. I Like I said, I, I think that would be a better setup. And then if you want to give him a ragtag team, because essentially, we're looking at a spaghetti western, so if you wanted to do like the uh, the Seven Samurai, or uh, what is it, the de- the, horrible seven? What is those movies?
0: Oh, uh, Hateful Eight. A-
1: yeah. If you set up those, you give him the cast in the Bill Burr episode where he's with those other bounty hunters because they're still alive.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then that's
0: basically his team. I like it. Yeah. That would, that'd be a good way to go about it. What, Bill Burr, he's only got the one episode, right? Yeah. 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 So that would be a good fit there, definitely.
1: Yeah, we know that's not going to happen. That's just my fan fiction.
0: <laughs> uh, that doesn't sell as much merchandise.
1: No, Baby Yoda is gonna going to be uh, the main star. Do you think he's a clone?
0: I don't. Mm, I want to say no, but I can't rule it out. Yeah, I was
1: I wasn't a fan of the theory until I mean I'm not I'm not a fan of the theory at all. But like I'm just looking at. How Disney may run this and try to sync it to the sequel trilogy. And because Palpatine was basically using clones of Snoke, and you have the clones themselves. I mean, Boba Fett himself is a clone. So I was like, no, nah, they may just do like this is the clone of Yoda.
0: Yeah, I'd say if you had asked me that pre episode nine, I'd say yeah, no chance. But After seeing what we've seen in episode nine. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a possibility of it. Based off of all the cloning voodoo we've seen now. Yeah. God, I could make an
1: entire episode on my rant about that trilogy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just, yeah. Not good. This
1: is why I have so much hope for The Mandalorian is because you can you can write some wrongs or I can just plain old ignore the sequel trilogy if I want
0: that never happened
1: the only thing is I see them I can see them like throwing in like some characters from the sequels and you're just gonna be like oh that's right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and I like I, I've never really thought about it in that aspect I like how it's not really connected at all to the sequels yeah. And unfortunately I don't think it'll stay that way. I think like you said, they will throw in some characters there, but um, I think right now that that definitely gives it a, a good spin as just kind of being its own thing. Kind of touching on the the original trilogy a little bit, touching on the prequels here and there, yeah. and staying the hell away from the sequels.
1: I think the only the only amount of sequel trilogy that I will accept being in the Mandalorian, and this, this is a more original trilogy, is if you introduce uh, Han and Chewie again, because they're technically still alive during the Mandalorian. Yeah. Or Luke.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, if they're going to go Luke route, I, I would like to see them introduce. Um... Oh, man, I'm having a brain fart. What's his lady's name? Who? What Luke's lady? What was her name? Luke's lady. Luke didn't have a lady, no, he didn't have a girlfriend. Well, it's in in an expanded universe. Oh,
1: okay, okay. I was like, I'm thinking of the movies, I was like,
0: what? Uh, Yeah, I guess I'm I'm going too far on that one. Is that a porn? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I that's yeah, definitely stretching a little far on that one, but hi, I'm Luke's lady. Ideally, it would make more sense to throw Luke in there just because I think the way most people are going to see it is Han's already gotten more exposure than Luke has. Yeah. Just based off of, I don't know, the whole movie Solo. And yeah. uh, I don't know, he's kind of he's kind of evolved around more in the sequels, even though, spoiler alert, he got got. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I, I feel like we just we saw a little bit more of him. But I, I personally would like to see it. Yeah, the only con
1: I saw to I see to bringing Luke in versus Ahsoka as just being the Jedi that you give uh, baby yodes to, is the last thing we saw Luke do when he had a school full of Jedi is he let Kylo Ren murder them all.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, do I really want to know that Baby Yoda dies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was not a great teaching moment.
1: Yeah, not
0: too keen on it. (laughs) Yeah, that would, uh, and I mean, that little thing, Baby Yoda can do a lot with those tiny little hands. So uh, I think he would make much more of a mess than, than Kylo was able to do.
1: Yeah. Is there any other characters you think that we that should be introduced into the Mandalorian series that doesn't over-arc the overall uh, I guess saga?
0: Um I mean you throw Leia in there and that that kind of just put us in the same boat as throwing Han or throwing Luke in there. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're you're gonna get the same outcome if you throw either of those three in there. Um, obviously a little bit different, but no, not that I can think like it'd be cool to see Obi-Wan thrown in there somehow. Yeah. But obviously that can't happen. Um, yeah, he is dead. But if they were going to go the route of, okay, Django starts teaching Mando about all this stuff. And if they had like flashbacks, that'd be cool to see him implemented into some, Backstory somehow, but I I don't see how it's possible or how it would be done without overreaching.
1: I think I can see if I was this would be like super fandom. If you bring Ahsoka in, I think that you can bring access to Anakin's force ghost. And this is just my what I want, because I want the character to be redeemed because of how much their actual pinnacle role was in Star Wars. Um, I want to see a dejected, almost depressed um, Jar Jar Binks. Oh,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, because that's another character. I feel like it was supposed to be so much more important than he was. Well, he was important. He's the one that put uh, Palpatine in power. Right, right. But I feel like, I mean, if you look at the whole he was supposed to be, or he was the Sith Lord theory, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was never grumpy enough to be a Sith Lord. So yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I think that would be a a cool aspect because you know where the hell is he after Episode Three? I mean, we saw him like a time or two in Episode Three, and then he's never mentioned again. Yeah, but then we create all these stupid characters we put in the sequels, and yeah, no, sorry, no George R.
1: I think it'd be interesting to find out if like. He was just a normal gungan or something like that, and Palpatine like force mind controlled him or something. Which which isn't out of the out of the craziness. Now that we know Palpatine can just shoot lightning bolts at uh freaking star destroyers,
0: make his own storm.
1: He he's basically
0: a god. <laughs> well, yeah, essentially that's in a nutshell. That that is him. I am storm god.
1: I am storm guy.
0: Imagine he just opened up
1: his window at the death star and just shot all the ships.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's having a bad day. Everybody give him space. Exactly. Trying to keep this thing afloat. Yeah. I, like I
1: said, I'd like to see a little bit more of the sequel trilogy guys. Um, I would like, if we're going to bring characters back, I want to see another IG 88 or bring a version of the robot from rogue one back.
0: That yeah, that would be really cool. That's uh, that's definitely a slept on piece. There is that that robot. What is that? Oh gosh, what is the name?
1: I can't remember his name. I just remember he was the funny one.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he was a good. He played a good role in that. That was probably the most humor I've got. I've gotten out of a droid in the series. You see Where- three- some funny stuff, but it's pretty dry.
1: Exactly, yeah, it's, that's typically the the Star Wars universe. Where do you see, so what's your prediction, uh, episode two and
0: beyond? I don't, in episode two, I don't, I can't sit here and, and positively say that uh, Boba is going to be more introduced. I'd like to see it. Um, I think they've kind of, there was an episode in season one, I think they've kind of flashed him a little bit. And uh he was walking up. Oh Lord, I can't. It's it's a scene where you only see a, a pair of boots walking up to um. I, the name's escaping me, but uh, you you hear kind of like spurs. Yeah, she's the chick that voiced Mulan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and you hear spurs on those boots. And then if you watch that scene at the end of this week's episode, you you got to listen close, but you kind of hear spurs too. Yeah. Uh, So completely sidetracked there. But yeah, I mean, I'd just like to see uh, a good lineage on how Boba's connected. Um, Yeah. Ideally, I'd like to see the Darksaber again, but I I don't think we're getting all that in episode two. Was she a bounty hunter? I don't remember. Uh, I believe so. So then maybe he's building
1: up, like maybe he took her and took her information as a bounty hunter to get back in.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sort of forming, a like a smaller guild,
1: smaller guild. Maybe he starts, maybe, maybe he starts his own guild. And then that's where Bill Burr gets back in and they're on his side.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, because there's supposed to be more bounty hunters introduced from what I've read. There's supposed to be more in- introduced this season that were from, uh, not the Clone Wars, but one of the the animated series.
1: Oh, okay. And like, think- uh, like Bosk.
0: No, I I can't remember their names. Um, it was two or three of them. Um, and it, one of them wasn't Bosk. Now that would be cool. Oh, I didn't think about that. That would be really cool. Um, to have Bosk in there, but hell, I don't know. Could happen.
1: We shall see. All right, man. Well, this was a, uh, I think I think we covered most of the episode. Is there anything I'm missing?
0: Um. Oh, a small little thing and kind of, I didn't see it till I watched it the second time. When they are uh, trying to jump Mando at the uh, fighting ring, the last person Mando kills is a uh, Zabarak, which is the same race as Darth Maul. Was it? Yeah, I didn't even notice him. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, he's not obviously he's not red. Doesn't um, look like yellow. White. Yeah, um, so, sort of. And then another thing I caught too was in the opening scene where they're walking through the town, um, and there's all the graffiti. There's a lot of little things hidden in that graffiti. Um, some people said they saw Grievous. I didn't see Grievous, but uh, you can see like some graffiti of some troopers and snow troopers with like X's marked through them. Um, there's one time you can spot C3PO. There's a couple more things on there that, that aren't coming to mind, but there's a lot of little Easter eggs in that graffiti as well. I'm trying to pull it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I never saw the Grievous thing, but there was quite a few things. And the guy that actually did that graffiti, I can't remember his name, but he—he's uh, a cameo as one of the characters at the fighting ring.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, he's apparently some big, I believe, Japanese artist.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like stormtroopers with X's over their
0: heads. Yep. Yep. Like X'd out. So there's there's a lot of speculation that. That was the droids that did that uh, for basically their, oh, for lack of a better term, I guess, droid civil rights. Um, apparently, that whole movement, the planet they were on in the beginning, was supposedly the hub for that whole droid civil rights thing.
1: Was that What was that? That was introduced in uh, Han Solo, right? I believe
0: so. Okay, because and at that same time, when Mando has um, the guy strung by the light pole, and he says, uh, "I swear to it by," I can't remember the exact word, but it was basically the 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 droids' civil rights groups, basically. Interesting. Yeah, just little things, but look at you. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: you come and prepared. Did you catch? Did you? I forgot to mention this. Uh, there was a crate dragon skeleton in A New Hope.
0: Huh? I
1: didn't catch that. D three PO walks by it when he's walking by himself.
0: Oh, okay. I can picture the scene right now, but no, nah, I didn't didn't realize that's what that was.
1: That was the only thing I forgot to mention. <laughs> so this episode was full with a, a ton of callbacks, really.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of them to, to uh, Return of the Jedi.
1: Well, let's see if we can catch some more, man. Guys, uh, or Connor, this was an absolute blast. Uh, let's hope that our uh, our predictions for the rest of Season 2 do not go down the wayside and turn into uh, a giant Disney sell-all.
0: As much as we've thrown something's got to stick to the wall. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Connor thanks again for being on yeah man it was a pleasure thanks for having me so happy to have another super Star Wars fan (laughs) oh yeah guys if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed the Star Wars we're doing it again every weekend until the Mandalorian season two ends so this will air these episodes air on the Monday after so it gives you plenty of time to catch up and then Drop in and see if you can uh, pick out anything that we say while I talk to these super Star Wars fans. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends, subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. If you want to follow our Instagram, it's at Cooler Conversations. It's the same thing on Facebook. Do all we got to do on social media. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.
0: Yay!